Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. This is The Material Podcast, episode number 385. I am your host, Florence Ion, and I'm joined here by the ever-inspiring Andy Anako. Hi, Andy. <laughs> you, you you can also say by the late Andy Anako. The, the fact that I'm I saying here, you know. Never, oh, well, it is late for you. Well, also, also, I was, I, was, I, I have to. I think I said it during the during last week's episode, but I am responsible for the episode posting late because, as as sometimes happen, oh. I, I, glee, I gleefully after after like finding out after uh, we discussed like doing a solo because you were uh, unwell, but you're well now. Uh, that I, I unfortunately it wasn't it wasn't like the previous times where it was like okay let's do this 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 got it okay let's try to do this great okay let's record right now it was hey you know what'd be fun to do this and actually that's another good it's this is what happens when there isn't a hell of a lot of really great news items to sink your teeth into and so you feel <laughs> it was like a dead week last week. <laughs> it was a dead week good there was Google AI and that's what that's why like that turned into like a, a, a I big didn't even because, know it happened until yeah. I saw the show notes come in from you. Yeah. <laughs> So it's like, oh, that happened. Yeah. It was <laughs> just to show you where it was on the yeah. scale of it was it was a weird one. I, st- I still don't understand why they hauled like a hundred people in onto an event that that was like it was it looked to be I don't know if you watched the video, but it was looked to be exactly the same scale as the made by Google event where they're again oh, no, it went to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so it wasn't so it wasn't as though they just, you know, did a they they actually brought hundred people in. Which isn't a whole, which isn't a whole lot of people, but then they had the CEO come in, and they had of Alphabet come in. And they had again, it's it's again that they they showed off some interesting stuff, like 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 I like I said last week, you you know what I what I thought about it, but it just didn't seem like something that required. Let's get people. Oh, okay. okay. So I suppose I suppose that they only extended the invitations to people who are in the New York City media, saying that is it worth yeah. is it worth like subway fare. Based on the fact that you are being paid by a corporation to produce X articles per day, I would say yes. Also, given that they probably fed them very, very well because they fed us very, very well as well. They did. They did. Listen, it's important for us to all be fed, okay? I don't want to hear any guff. <laughs> um, I So I did, as Andy said, I did get sick last week and that sucked. Um, And then after I got sick, my poor little munchkin got really sick. Um, And I am having a hell week. I'm just letting everybody know (laughs) because, A, because I spent a lot of my life not talking about things I'm going through and then, you know, letting it all out at once. (laughs) People don't really like that. So So I figure why not? Make that, content. That, out that of clerk at Dunkin' things. Donuts, I'm sure she understands <laughs> that it happens all the time. It has nothing to do with her. It was just the moment. Oh, God. No, and actually, because I've been so, st- I, I totally let it out on a gas station attendant the other day, and I'm really sorry. <laughs> I, I was know. not a Karen. I still said thank you. Yep. But, but I, but I did have a tone that was not warranted. Yep. Anyway, yeah, my kid was really sick. Uh, last night I went to the ER. So I, I'm doing this podcast on three hours of sleep. And a nap. <laughs> so, so if I sound unhinged, that's why. Um, it's not COVID. It's not RSV. It's not the flu. <sighs> There's just some respiratory thing going on. And I'm sharing this because if any parent out there is experiencing like this weird fluctuation of just like high fevers out of nowhere and just like every bodily thing that could happen to your child, it's it's just very frustrating. It's very frustrating to not know like what's ailing your kid. Um, 
But to, and to, as a result of yes. Oh, to, just to just to just to put people at, at ease, it's not. They, they're, she's got some horrible, degenerative, undiagnosable. No, it's just, no. it's the sort of thing where you're absolutely right to take her to the ER. And then they say that, okay, you're right to take her to the ER, but looks like it's, we've, we've, it must have been reassuring to, to be here from the doctor that we've been seeing a lot of kids with exactly this. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, yeah. I took her in because she had a really, really high fever. And it was just like, Oh my God, like we need to do something besides give her a Tylenol Absolutely. and a syringe. They still just gave her Tylenol and a syringe uh, and then took a bunch of tests. So we'll, we shall see. Mona's fine right now. She's in the other room uh, coloring and then she needs to go take a bath to wash the vomit out of her hair. Listen, <laughs> she had a lot of sleep to catch up on, okay? There you so, go. <laughs> uh, so being that, I wanted to preface that's what's been going on and as a result i am sure anybody can you know understand that i just gave my child the phone and let her run with it because she feels like crap (laughs) and she is a zombie but she wants to be distracted from how crappy she feels and like she's not gonna play with legos can, can, um, I, can, I, can I just interject quickly and just say that yes. this is this is why, like, every time you hear, like, boomer parents saying, oh, I can't believe that you just gave her the phone to distract her. Like, like why don't you try being an involved parent for once? And I can – I mean, I uh, – every generation has their version of this. Like, in my as Generation mm-hmm. X, my version of it as a – I probably would have to say lower middle class household – where we had like the one really good TV in the living room, but we had like right. the other the the TV that that actually we had a black and white TV on a rolling TV tray, and you if you got if you were sick enough to stay home from school, like you got the privilege of like they would mom or dad would roll a TV into your bedroom, and for mm-hmm. that whole day you got to watch TV in your bedroom. Oh, yeah. And so that's that's no different than you know what the kids really really sick. It's horrible to be sick and to be stuck in bed all day long. Guess what? You do get to watch. You, you get you get to watch the Three Stooges. Then you get to watch Emergency One. Then you get to then you get to watch the Harlem Globetrotters. Whatever you want to do, kid. Just don't be exactly. sick all over the streets again. Exactly. And Mona's generation's version of that is on a phone. Um, and okay, so here's the thing, folks. She's really into monster trucks right now. <laughs> awesome. I want to encourage this, right? I want. I would love for my daughter to pursue mechanics. Let us cross. Uh, let's so, let's erase all these artificial gender boundaries that should never exist in the, yes, in the first place. Exactly. Yes. But I, I don't know of like any monster truck franchise that's like kid safe to really give to her. So I just kind of went and downloaded YouTube Kids. And I just, yeah, I know. Okay. And I type in monster trucks. And then I sort of like start from there and I try to just start it on a long like one hour video and just have her maybe ask me for it when she's done with it but she's figured out how to get to the carousel because she's a smart girl mm-hmm. right my daughter's very able getting around the android UI now <laughs> so unbeknownst to you she's already, out- she's already rooted your OnePlus <laughs> Uh, you know, and it's side what? loading, side loading crypto <laughs> cryptocurrency generators. It's like, yeah, it is one of the last like uh, you know very programmable phone Android phones that you can do that with. Um, but yeah, she figured out how to get into the carousel and just find something else to watch. And 
I don't really realize what's going on until I hear something, ter- some terrible like piece of dialogue yeah. come from it. So like today she was watching recycle, uh, recycling uh, trucks with monster truck wheels. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Every kid's dream. Uh, and the monster truck's like, I don't want to die. And I'm like, Mona, what are you watching? Like, we just went to the hospital last night. I don't want you watching this stuff. I'm talking about dying to like my under three-year-old. This, yeah. this, no, 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 no. This is, um, I've had this conversation with parents before where they would talk about like the content and the dialogue, you know? And so I've really been listening for it now that she is speaking and she's picking mm-hmm. up things. And I'm so frustrated because I don't know how to make this a better experience on YouTube kids. I already... I know that I can like go to the OS level, enable Android kids, do the kids mode on there, but I don't know how to go in and say like, do not show (laughs) content that depicts this kind of dialogue or depicts this kind of scenery. Or like there was another one where they were Halloween characters repeating a, a song about colors, which seems, you know, innocent enough but when you're watching it like they're walking through a dark forest with things jumping at them and it was kind of scary like it wasn't really about knowing colors uh so that's what's on youtube kids it's it's and that's just whoever wants to upload it it's just free for all Upload it to the internet. You, you keep you, you, if you keep on the uh, keep online and message boards. You keep seeing people seeing showing examples of well, this. Is, there is no way in hell this should have been posted to YouTube Kids, and yet here it is. But also, apparently, there's a there's a genre of God bless like teenagers and preteens who, as a community, bond together to get what they want. And with and while staying under the radar of their parents' like observations, we all did so, it. Yeah, so it's exactly. You no, know, again, it's generations change, technology changes, but that sort of thing remains the same. So there are all kinds of videos where, like, you're you'll you'll be looking at you'll be keeping an eye on your like ten or eleven year old or twelve year old, and they're watching a cooking like a a, a cake decorate a cake decorating video with their headphones on while they're doing their homework. But the audio is these really really gross like horror stories. And when you listen to them, they're not like uh, they're they're not like R rated or X rated. They're but they're they're basically the sort of like th- the sort of stuff that a twelve year old would find. Oh my god, this is the scariest thing! I gotta I gotta I gotta share this with Shauna. Shauna's gotta see this. Shauna, don't, don't listen to this. It's the scariest story you've ever. But it was but it certainly was. But it, I, I admire the fact that they figured out a way around. Like oh no, look she 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 is going to be a chef i bet one day or or hey guess right. what We're, let's let's i see how interested you are in cake decorating guess what i bought all of the stuff and all these ingredients that i've seen you watching and we're going to make a cake for grandma and then suddenly you know shelly doesn't didn't pick up anything from those videos except for stay out of the well i was going to say don't go near the well this is this is when the horror yeah narrative comes into the cake baking <laughs> Grammy doesn't want that. <laughs> <laughs> well, unless unless Nana is you know really down, she she could be one of those really hip grandmas. One thing that you did not talk about in the last podcast was, and I was out sick, so I wasn't able to cover this. So I'm just going to mention it now. Was the Google Assistant uh, parental controls oh, that okay. started rolling out last week? Um, yeah, unfortunately I didn't get to write about it because again, 
your girl got sick. It just, <laughs> it is what it is. And um, that's something that I'm also like keen to play around with. I haven't, I'm not sure if it's quite rolled out to me yet because you know how these rollouts are with Google. But, you know, I am, now she started interacting with the assistant, mm-hmm. you know. And sometimes it'll just be talking and it's because she accidentally, you know, commanded it. She just said something that sounded like OKG. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's what that's why I'm I'm concerned. Like, there's a rumor going around. I think actually, I think actually you wrote about it where uh, Apple is considering deleting the "Hey" from the "Hey Shlomo" uh, yep. a trig- mm-hmm. a trigger word. And I'm like, number mm-hmm. one, Shlomo has enough problems as it is without reducing its trigger phrase from three syllables to two, and. How? What kind of machine learning expertise are they going to have to apply to avoid this thing triggering automatically? I mean, a, 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 a mouse finds its way into a poorly sealed bag of rice in your kitchen, and it will trigger Hey Shlomo because of just the rustling sounds of whiskers against grains of rice. Ah, but see, Andy, that's where proximity sensors come into play. Oh. <laughs> yes. That whole ambient computing, I mean, it's the idea. They really do want our assistants to be like members of the family, just another being in the household. And let's be honest, that's exactly what it's morphed into for those of us who bought into it. I'm holding, well, raising my hand. Yeah, and we're and, and we're, you know, as uh, continuing what like we what what uh, was on the show last week about AI week. This is where you see how uh, Google's investment in conversational artificial intelligence uh, models uh, is going to really pay off. Because yep, I, I mean, if I, as so long as you jump over the hurdle of you know what, I am I am okay with at least this company having open microphones inside my house. If those open microphones are going to benefit me more than I think they're going to. F- financially benefit uh, uh, Google. But it's going to be another thing entirely when you can actually have conversations with this assistant, uh, not to you know break up the monotony of life on this mortal plane, waiting for the inexorable arrival of the cold, spiky hand of death to, to claim you. But I'm talking about like, sometimes you, you've got a whole bunch of things in your head you need to, you need to do. And you don't even, as good as the assistant is at receiving and processing commands in a natural way, sometimes you really have to sort of have a conversation with somebody about, here's what's going on today, here's what I want to happen, here's when it's going to happen. And that's, it's then when uh, when Google gets Lambda working in the assistant in a really meaningful way, I think that's going to be a turning point, hopefully a positive one, but that will make this <sighs> thing from... Hey, I, I, gee, I don't know what I would do without my Google Assistant or without my smart speaker. Like, well, you'd probably set timers like on your watch and you'd probably turn off lamp, turn off lamps like with a, an app on your phone or by the switch on the lamp, turning into an actual ambient computing platform. Yeah. Well, I'm also thinking, too, about Matter, the new smart yeah. home standard, because it's supposed to allow for this kind of tuning. I don't know. I have to continue speaking about it theoretically because it's still a theory in my <laughs> in my life. Um speaking of the smart home, how's yours doing? Uh pretty good. I uh, I I did thank you very much for leading me in. There was there I there was just a little bit little bit of a note in that like I've I've <laughs> had I've had my, my uh, Nest Home like smart speaker like on the nightstand like for mm-hmm. I don't know a year like since it, since it since it first shipped. Enjoyed it a lot. Uh, I mostly use it on the nightstand as uh, as a, as a smart speaker. 
uh, for, for to accept commands that to turn things on and off, do things for me. Uh, it's a really nice clock. It's really good. Uh, it's 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 a really good alarm clock. I love it. I love that it gets uh, pictures from my uh, my uh, classical art gallery on uh, on on Google Photos. But the number of times where I've like just I I love the way that it pairs up. Like por- when you have portraits, like uh, images that are in portrait mode. Like and so they, it, there's an option saying, oh, if there's if it's in portrait mode, like just do it two up, not just one up. And so sometimes mm-hmm. I I could it's I get distracted trying to figure out. Oh, you were definitely thinking about there because both of these figures have are carrying open umbrellas. But was it like the? Did you did you specifically see that they're carrying umbrellas, or did you just vaguely sense that there is the same sort of patterns of lights and darks, and thought that these two would therefore sort of go well together? Mm-hmm. Um, but I ha- but mm-hmm. I haven't. What I haven't been typically using it for is one of its main features, which is. Oh, I'm sorry. And the, and the other thing is just using it as a dumb Bluetooth speaker for uh, for my Google mm-hmm. TV in the bedroom because apparently having a Google TV dongle running an Android operating system and having a Google Nest smart speaker that uses Google Chromecast is not enough to Chromecast from the Google TV to the smart speaker. I have to u- turn have to use it as like a just a dumb like Bluetooth speaker to like when I'm watching tv late at night and i don't want to crank it up so i can hear like all mm-hmm. the dialogue and stuff like that um but so but i've uh, but something happened a couple of days ago i was I was, uh, I was cleaning my glasses and snapped them clean in two like across the bridge they're they're like oh they're, no uh, i mean they're, I, they're five years they're six years old they're the prescription is old the, the i need to get i i needed to get a new pair anyway I'm just, I'm mostly just disappointed that, ah, oh, but damn it. So that me- now means like I don't have a spare. When I buy new glasses this year, I'm not going to have a spare pair of like rattling around in a drawer for whatever reason. Uh, but yeah. So for the time being, so, and, and also that, you know, all the, all the steps you have to do, I have to do now, which is I, I was going to do them eventually, but the fact that, so now I got to remember who I got, what, 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 what I, what, uh, what ophthalmologist I got my like last eye exam from and make an appointment that's probably gonna take a week and then try to find like a pair of frames that I like that is yeah, blah, blah, blah. Uh, so that's going to probably take me a few weeks anyway. But so, so in the meantime, uh, it's a week, it's not a really strong prescription. It's a weak one, but it's just my my distance vision is just weak enough that watching tv is a little bit of a challenge if it's something where like there's subtitles that i need to read or it's mm-hmm, like cuz it's too small mm-hmm. yeah, yeah or if it, or if it's like one of those hd presentations where they're counting on like oh well he must have 4k <laughs> hdr because i'll i'm going to uh, rather than zooming rather than holding up a thing that i'm pay- i want you to take a look at and then like actually cutting to a close up of it i'm just going to hold up the thing so when I've been so I, for the first time, I'm actually using it as like a smart display. I'm using the display part of it. It's like just last night. So I was as usual, like trying to get my mind to wind down. So I'm watching just dumb videos, but instead of watching it on like the big TV at the foot of the bed, I'm watching it like on my nightstand, which is positioned like just like a foot and a half or less than a foot for, for my face. And I'm kind of liking it. I got because because I can't use the remote, you know, to do like the the TV interface. You have to go back to what Google's original plan was for Chromecast, which is no, no, no. We don't. It's it's it doesn't even have like an on screen display or anything like that. Because you're going to use like the YouTube app to like select videos and create a queue of of, of things you want to play and go from one th- app to another. And actually, it kind of works. Because it's usually like lining up a whole list of things I want to watch and then like watching them all in order. And I should I should have been doing that to begin with, because as is like my habit, watch them all through a TV. 
whether in the living room or the bedroom, it's been, well, I'll add them to my watch later list. And unfortunately, I've asked me how I discovered that you can't have more than 5,000 videos in your watch later yeah, list. Yeah, listen, Andy, <laughs> I'm doing it right now. I'm in the process of that right now. Yeah. I'm just like, oh, I'll watch this later. Oh, I'll watch yeah, this later. Exactly. And so, so I'm realizing that perhaps I should add that. I should choose the add that to queue, the, the queue button. Like or or menu options, so that mm-hmm. then if then if I want to preserve it for all eternity, then I can save it to a list. As it is, I'm I'm using a, a Chrome extension that lets you to do like select all and list of YouTube videos, so that because eventually it'll hit I'll hit my limit, and then uh, I I don't want to like go through every single video and decide what do I actually want to delete, what do I want to keep. So I just instead of like taking two days to clear out this list. I, because I can use this select all plugin, I can select like 100 at a time and then w- delete them 100 at a time or move them to another playlist, uh, a backup playlist 100 at a time and slowly close these, close these things out. But yeah, so it's 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 weird to have this thing that <laughs> at last I'm using it not not at, not like a not like an $11 alarm clock, not like a $30 smart speaker, not like a $40 Bluetooth speaker, but as actually a $99 like <laughs> smart display tiny actually, tv tiny tiny <laughs> tv yes exactly it'll be it'll, it'll be good practice for like i'm in the rest home and they won't let me have like a, a tv in oh, God, i'm there with like six <laughs> other people i'll be in the i'll be in the i'll be in the capsule rest home where it's like i'll be I, fine oh so long as, I, as long as i have a tube that i can close the end of the tube so i don't have to talk to anybody to be fair it probably will be a capsule situation though just thinking you know God the whole high America. density thing you know yeah easier to cram us all into one building um well t- today's episode uh, today's episode is going to be all about google yes where this is a google podcast um there's actually some stadia news that came out today so we're going to get we're going to start with that um and kind of help anybody who's worried about what's going to happen to their game libraries and uh, also going to talk a little bit about my recent experience in the cloud gaming world because mm-hmm. i do have this gaming Chromebook right here to my left that I've been (laughs) hilariously playing PC games on. So that's wild. Uh, And then we're going to talk a little bit about Fitbit, which apparently is coming after your children. (laughs) We'll explain more after the break. This episode of Material is brought to you by Hover. Have you ever thought about starting your own business, creating a brand, sharing your wealth of knowledge with the world? Using your years of experience to create something for yourself? Hover wants to help you take the first step in getting your ideas off the ground. If you have a brand that you've always dreamt of building or a business you want to take online, the first step is finding your domain name. Hover makes this super simple with a clear and straightforward user experience, easy-to-use tools, and truly amazing support from friendly humans. It's never too late to step up to the plate and share what you have to offer. Getting online has helped thousands of people around the world reach new heights with their businesses. Now we get to the personal experience uh, section. What domain do you have? And tell tell the story of when you first had an idea for a website. Oh, I have so many domains, and I've actually bought a lot of them through Hover because, and again, this is personal experience. This isn't like reading ad copy. They do make it so easy. Uh, it's easy and inexpensive. So when you have one of those random thoughts <laughs> about, <laughs> or like, uh, I, 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 uh, uh, there, there is a, there is an Apple keynote 
uh, in which Stephen Colbert like made like a surprise like video exper- video uh, <laughs> video appearance, and he referred to Tim Cook as Chairman Honeydew. And while I'm listening to this event, while I'm actually like sort of covering it and like live casting it, I have to do, I go to hover and I check like, is Chairman Honey, Chairman Honey Crisp like actually available? Like, you know what? It's so inexpensive. I should probably grab that before someone else does because someone else is definitely going to do it. And they're, they're, they're not as, they're not as good a custodian of a, of a dot, of a dot com name as I would be. Uh, but yeah, I've, I've, but in more serious business, yeah, I've got, I've got a personal website to, anotgo.com so glad i grabbed that before any of the other anotgos out there in the world grabbed it uh, i've been around so long i got andi.com which is my mail do- which i use for my uh, my email domain but yeah I've, I've, every time i have an idea for a site either for myself or somebody else yeah somehow it starts off with an interesting domain name that's easy to remember easy to tell people that they're, they're not going to misspell it they're kind of going to remember it um i i, I keep intent <laughs> I, I promise you i'm keeping t- i'm continuing to work on uh, revitalizing anotgo.com as as my personal tech blog, uh, but my what, the, the earliest idea for this was, you know how uh, Apple always says whenever he say, whenever someone asks him about, hey, what about that uh, Apple Car project or how about that VR VR headset? Apple always says the same boilerplate response: we do not resp- we do not comment on unannounced products. So I've discovered that unannouncedproducts.com was available. So <laughs> it it didn't they, this idea didn't last very long, but I thought it would be great that like it would be my tech blog, and every time that like I, I would I would I would tell all kinds of really really like interesting and like shaking the bushes sort of a shaking the tree sort of stories, and whenever Apple was like asked for a comment about anything they would say well, we don't comment about unannounced products so they'd be giving me like free pr as though i am like the grim specter of truth as chasing after uh chasing after these startled rabbits in the tech industry uh to get at the truth so yeah it's 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 super super fun uh and yeah it's just so easy to do that you're like oh even if i just have like this thing parked for a month while i decide what to do with it then i'll do something really fun with it eh, it'll be fun to have Okay, getting back to the actual uh, actual ad copy here. In addition to the classics like .com, you can get extensions like .shop, .tech, and .art. And with, with over 400 more to choose from, you'll be able to find the perfect domain name for your business. One that's memorable, relevant, and boosts your brand. I'm going to add one more aside here. Uh, a friend of mine, Danielle Corsetto, marvelous uh, comic strip artist and creator. So she uh, she uh, created a brand. She's created a brand new comic called Elephant Town, and she needed to find a domain name for it. And well, what do you know? There's a dot town domain, <laughs> and it's early enough in the in the in the in the subdomain that hey, you can actually get elephant dot town. So just because you think that oh well, I can't get like this really cool domain. Look at look, look at these four hundred different like dot dot extensions. You can actually now build like really really cool domain names from this library of dot extensions. Okay, continuing. You can buy a domain, set up custom mailboxes, and point it to your website in just a few clicks. If you ever run into trouble, help is just a phone call or chat away. Secure, simple, and reliable, Hover is a trusted and popular choice amongst millions of people launching any kind of brand or business. If you're ready to get your idea off the ground with the perfect domain name, head to hover.com material to get 10% off your first Hover purchase. That's hover.com slash material to get 10% off. 
Our thanks to Hover for their support of this show and Relay FM. Well, today I got a very fun little email from Google about uh, my refunds coming. Mm. I my refund for my two Stadia games that I bought since the launch of the service. I bought a Pac Man anniversary title, which I got ten dollars off with a coupon, and then I bought Elder Scrolls Online. So I'm I guess I'm gonna get like thirty bucks back. It's still it's it's money. It's money, money but um, money. I might not be, I might not be, yeah, but I, I can't, I, the problem is I don't have access to it now. Uh, I'm still waiting for Google to give me this refund. Okay. So this was just a <laughs> statement of intent. <laughs> this was a statement of, uh, listen, folks, we told you we were going to refund you because we gave up on this whole thing. So here are the actual details. We decided that we cannot in good conscience keep this money because our thumbs and our heads were lodged upside the same crevice that you think it's been for the past two or three years. You gotta appreciate that a little bit. I would you gotta, say so. There's, the, there's some, not that I'm saying Google as a corporate entity has integrity, but there is, <laughs> they obviously know that everybody is talking about how short-lived this once this was, and I think to remain in whatever good graces they have left, you know, <laughs> They're going to give us our money back just to kind of say, you know what? This didn't work out. It's okay. Yeah. Um, today is the official day that the refunds are rolling out, but Google said that they are going to roll it, uh, roll out the refunds well into January. So you could be waiting a little while and don't expect this money to help you Christmas shop. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> Um, anyway, I think the whole point of this whole thing is to help you get the game somewhere else, because as we'll talk about in a little bit, Google still wants you to kind of believe in this idea of cloud gaming and that this is a thing that can happen. Um, I actually heard about the Stadia refunds from Bethesda, which publishes the Elder Scrolls and Elder Scrolls Online franchise before I heard from Google. <laughs> because they sent out an email to me like two or three days after Google made the announcement that it was shutting things down. Um, and so it's been a really interesting, it's been interesting to see just like the PR flow of all this, the way the companies have been trying to like say, hey, listen, we gave Google the benefit of the doubt. It didn't work <laughs> out, but you can come play us on these other platforms. Yeah. Like bring that refund back to us. Uh, and so Bethesda, Ubisoft, all the really major publishers will probably have already reached out to folks about how to transfer data, including, including uh, the Rockstar Games, the, yeah. the Rockstar Games, including Rockstar Games, which publishes Red Dead Redemption. Um, as gamers know, and, and I can I can attest to this being a Skyrim slash Elder Scrolls player. You put five to a thousand hours into a game, mm -hmm. you don't want that to leave you. You know, right. I if there's some way I could like NFT that, <laughs> then maybe I would ascribe to the idea. Um, because there's nothing that I hold more to regard than how many times I played a game. And apparently people have played six thousand hours of Red Dead Redemption. I could believe it. I I've 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 I could I could almost believe I've spent half as much of those hours like just watching gameplay videos because it's such a rich world, open world that they created there. It's like, what? Wait a minute. There's a, there's for no reason whatsoever. They decided to put uh, like a, a woman 
at the base of a waterfall in a smashed up barrel because she went over the falls in a barrel. Like, oh, wait, wait, that's based on like that woman who actually did that Niagara Falls in 1902 and actually lived. Like, that's so wild. And et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, Some that's... woman did that in 1902. Oh, yeah. no, She uh, just uh, left her life up to a barrel. Uh, well, okay. The, the bad news here is that the, the good news is that no, she didn't. The good news is that she sent a cat in the barrel first just to see the, if the viability of the barrel that she had constructed oh in the she padding. She committed animal was, cruelty. She okay. did indeed. Okay. Yeah. She was, she okay. was, she was 62 years old <laughs> and she, she, she was, she, it, it was, it was, she intended it as a side hustle. Uh, and that after after surviving, uh, being the first person to f- go over the falls in a barrel and survive, should be like a, a, a going on a speaking tour in the vaudeville circuit or something, which didn't quite worked out. She did. She there's a lot of pictures of her posing next to the barrel that's painted like the famous barrel of so and so, Queen of the Mists. Um, uh, but unfortunately, her husband, soon to be ex husband, like absconded with the barrel, so she didn't have her key prop with her. There's it was a whole thing. Uh, and let's tie the and to tie this further back into Google. So this got me interested in like, wow, you know what? You you don't hear about people going over the falls in a barrel anymore. Like not that not that it was ever like a huge thing, but it was it was one of those like cultural icon things where the the dare name if 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 were Family Feud and someone said name if name a daredevil stunt uh, and certainly one of the top ten responses would be going over Niagara Falls in a barrel. Uh, and, uh, I, in doing so, I found out that a man who went over the falls in a barrel twice and survived, uh, the last time, like something like 20 years ago, just died like a few weeks ago and oh, his funeral and his funeral. <laughs> See, I, 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 I couldn't help, but like make the joke internally reading his, reading his obituary. He said, so-and-so died unexpectedly at age 62. So yeah, that's unexpected because he was expected to die at age 34 in some sort of a barrel related <laughs> self-inflicted catastrophe. You're right. Um, okay. But, but here's, here's the thing. A, that's amazing. You, I, I, I'm not. I'm not saying that I want my obituary to lead off with he went over the Niagara Falls twice in a bar- barrel twice and survived. Yes, once was not enough. He decided he could do it with more style and elegance if he had another crack at it. Uh, but so his funeral is actually not far away from like where I live. Like it's like in my state. It's it would be like maybe like an eighteen dollar Uber to get there. And Andy, I. D- I just feel like this man should be celebrated. <laughs> I, I, I'm not, not going to be. I'm not going to be there TikToking. When, when is the funeral or situation? It's the weekend. Happening? It's the weekend of Thanksgiving. So I, I'm not saying I'm planning to go. I'm saying that I'm aware okay. that this thing exists. I'm just saying that would be a hell of a bit for material. I'll, not I'll, to well, also, make this man's life a bit, but. Can I also say that I also would like to think that that would please like his friends and family to see, oh, there's a stranger like, oh, were you like a friend of his? Like, I mean, no, was... I just, no, I just read about him and then found out, my God, this man, what a, what a life this this man must have lived. I um, really wish I could go with you to this because I would totally, <laughs> you you and I would just come in our best dress black and just exactly. sit in the back and just kind of be flies on the wall. Like, <laughs> Do you, do, you, like, do you do you think there's any chance they'll bury him in one of the barrels? I was just gonna <laughs> say, <laughs> or at or at minimum, at least have have like they'll they'll have to like buy because of state law, or whatever they have to buy like a regular casket, but have have like some guy with an airbrush like paint it to look like a barrel. 
Oh my god! I know at the very least. And I'm, and I'm not making fun of him. I'm I'm saying that this is it's it's doing it once is super super interesting. Doing it twice, but also thinking it through enough that you managed to do it twice successfully. That's impressive. There is there is this and, and as part of this uh, this self inflicted research, get, getting interested in like well how how long has it been since people like the, the when was the last peak of people going over the falls in, in a barrel? So there's this other fellow who like was more of an entrepreneur, like where he you know, he he went over the falls in a in a barrel once. Great, hey, and I'm gonna make the, I'm gonna this was like during the times of, of evil, evil Knievel. So hey, yeah, I'm gonna gonna be like a celebrity known as the big famous mm-hmm. uh, barrel guy. He was actually on Letterman show like after the stunt as the guy who went over Niagara Falls in a barrel. Then he he decided to try to top it. Um, and that there's that's where the that's where the story gets sad. He was uh he he got a hundred he arranged to be paid one hundred fifty thousand dollars to be part of a stunt spectacular show. I think Evil Knievel was part of that show, jumping like school buses or whatever. It was like inside the Astrodome, and his stunt was going to be he was going to be like hoisted to the top of the Astrodome in a barrel. And then they're going to release the barrel and he was going to land like in a waiting pool full of water, like something like four five, six, seven feet or whatever. And let's say he didn't do his math very, very well. Oh, God. Uh, he also didn't train the person, the, the staff that was going to be responsible for releasing also not trained very well. The the quote in a contemporary newspaper account included the line, but things were running late. So at the, so at some point we decided to just release them, which is probably if you would, you would want to have a protocol written out to say that, no, I don't care how freaking late you are. We're not good. You're not going to release the barrel until it's safe and correct to do so. And he was unfortunately uh, killed, but see, that's why I'm saying that this guy who did it twice and survived, he was, he was properly awed and intimidated by the challenge it wasn't just hey all they got to do is get one of those bumble balls get get, get a big fitness ball like get inside it and then blow it up and then just jump into the falls it's so that's that's why like i kind of want to be there and and if i'm not if if i'm not there at least at the time of the funeral service i'm going to be drinking a glass of whiskey in his honor i'm gonna i'm going to be racing a glass in his honor and tweeting out hey read that read about this guy who went over the falls twice and died unexpectedly but peacefully at a 30 20 or 30 years later retired in florida uh, by the way everybody there is a wikipedia page for the list of people who have tried yes. to cross the niagara falls in one way or another uh, that was a fun digression <laughs> that was a uh, again <laughs> sometimes the digressions that we go into are not simply in a rat hole as though we're speaking to nobody it really is me saying oh i gotta tell you people about this guy who went over the falls yeah. twice twice and, and you know what if you want to know the full details of everything you can always go to our show notes and actually see the links that we were referencing <laughs> and that's where you would get you know uh some of the information for instance the stadia controller the one that google said you can keep and that it would give you a refund for you can only tether it to a pc to use it the bluetooth is inactive with a third party hmm. I suppose it would be a bit much to ask them to, hey, could you push out like a software update that so that the Bluetooth works with a non-Stadia app? That would be a bit much. I, I have to I, I have to admit, though, I did the weasel part of my brain after finding out like a few weeks ago that they're going to be refunding hardware purchasing. Is it are they still selling them in the store? And can I I'd be willing to like park fifty four dollars to add that to my collection for free of like defunct good ideas at the time that didn't pan out hardware. 
I checked today and I do believe that if you go to an old link that goes to a Stadia uh, piece of hardware, that it'll just take you to the front marketing page. So your time is up. Um, However, if you go to (laughs) ebay.com. I'm sure. Yes, that's uh, if for those who don't know the online marketplace uh, where you can <laughs> find people's use things. Uh, what is this called? Stadia, Stadia controller. controller, let's say. Searching. $3299. Ah, $40. Yeah, $10. Oh, actually, okay, $20, but that includes $50. A- Ooh, four six fifty four bids with four days going on. Stadia controller with Chromecast Ultra. That that would almost there's a point at which just for the Ultra that would be kind of worth it to put it into another TV. That's got to be for well. I also see perfectly boxed Google Stadia Founders Edition, one hundred fifty dollars. I assume that's for pure collectors. Yeah, like people who are going to put it on on the wall and not touch it in twenty five years. Yeah. No, there's, <sighs> I, I do. I do have some of these. I, I've already used my digression, my, my digression card for today. But I, I do have a bunch of like searches bookmarked for things that, at some point, people are going to be emptying out claws and say, "Ooh, my, ooh, that ouya that I blew a hundred bucks on." Well, I'll, I'll, I'll auction it with no I reserve. Kept my ouya. I'm not doing anything. I'm keeping the ouya. Okay. Yep. They're, they're just interesting objects. I, I still, I still want to get my, I still want to get a Jibo's smart robot because they're just mm-hmm. as an, does as a, as an ornament, as an interesting item. But I, mm-hmm. I still can't. The, the, the price seems to have settled at two hundred to three hundred dollars, and that's way more than I want to spend. Yeah. Well, let's take a quick break. Let's take a quick break. Well, Google is taking a really interesting stance on gaming, right? We don't have Stadia to really relate to. So now we have all these other ways that you can interact with it. The first one being, actually, let's talk about let's talk about the cloud first uh, before we talk about the play games on the PC. So Chrome OS, a couple of weeks ago, Google announced, hey, we're going to do all this theming. Guess what? We have all these partners. They're putting out these laptops and they're, they've got similar specs to gaming laptops, like high res screens and, you know, large capacity hard drives and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and, you know, you can buy it and you could play cloud games, but not our <laughs> cloud games, but our competitors <laughs> cloud games. Okay. So everybody was like, wow, interesting, interesting flex. Okay. So I go. And I, I, I do my job and, um, I called in an Acer Chromebook 516 GE and I'm currently in the midst of reviewing it. So this is not like my full assessment of it. Uh, but a couple of just really quick hits on it, 16 inch, uh, screen on the laptop, eight gigs of memory. And I do believe this is a core i5 Intel core i5 chip. Nice. Um, and so I've been testing like some of the cloud gaming on it. I've played Xbox Game Pass. I've played Amazon Luna. And more recently, after Google announced that it was doing this, um, I went and I installed Steam. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> I have to say, it's not as fun covering Steam now that I've lost my press account. I used to have a Steam <laughs> press account, which was amazing because it gave you access to <laughs> – maybe I shouldn't be sharing this, but I'm going to. It gives you access to every single game ever in the Steam library so that you never have to ask them for a key for anything. They're just like, here, here's what you need. Go cover it. You fools. You fools. <laughs> I, I was the fool for not writing about games anymore. 
that's okay. So I went into my Steam. I installed Steam onto the Chromebook, and I think I need to read in the specifics of it. And I'm again, I'm going to write about it in my review, so you will read more on Gizmodo when it's ready. My understanding this so this is a native version of Steam. My understanding is this is like the Linux shell of the app. Okay, that's launching on Chrome. That makes sense. Please, if I'm wrong, tweet at me. It's fine. I'm not going to be offended. Um, I'm currently learning about everything right now. Okay, so I installed it. I got a couple PC games installed. What you can install is random. It very much depends on if it's been optimized for that sort of experience or not. So I've only installed mostly Valve titles. So like um, Half-Life, of course. But Half-Life 2 is an almost 20-year-old game. So you're not really like experiencing today's level of gaming on the Chromebook. The one thing that I'm having a really hard time with, though, is the resolution, the screen resolution. It's super teeny, teeny, tiny. The font is really tiny. The games play windowed. So, and so, but I, it's a nice display. WQXGA 2560 by 1600. You, you can't scale it up? I have no idea how. And I think okay. this might be my issue with not understanding Chrome OS. But I had this issue when I was doing Windows emulation on the Pixelbook a couple of years ago. And I remember this being an issue where the... Yeah, the screen, the windows just weren't scaling properly in Chrome OS. So right now I'm doing a lot of like message boarding. I haven't really had time lately to research it, but uh, it makes playing games like they look gorgeous. I played one of the latest Tomb Raiders. Um, I installed it locally and I played it on it and it looked fantastic and smooth, but it was windowed. So I didn't get to experience it in the full screen. So I still got some tweaks to do. So I'll, I'll have a full assessment. But so far, so far, it feels really funny, like turning on the Bluetooth, the little controller. Turning on my little controller so I can play my little game on my Chromebook. It looks it, it looks pretty nice. And like this, the specs are OK. I don't, I don't know about 256 gigabytes of storage on a device, on, on a laptop where you're saying, yes, you're going to be downloading games from like. Triple A games. Raider is twenty gigs. Yeah, so that's you're, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to make some choices there as you as you work through certain games. But it's got all the specs that I think it's got uh, advanced Nvidia graphics. The it it's a but as a gaming laptop, it's it's not doesn't look terribly expensive. Six hundred fifty bucks for yeah. an Intel Core like a twelfth gen like Core i five mm-hmm. and these these specs and a screen of that kind. Uh, doesn't it looks like a very neat machine the so as a as a gaming oriented chromebook it does have the unnecessary rgb like backlit keyboard does it animate like it's in not obnoxious unnecessary ways? it's not an, i love it i love okay. an rgb come on no no, no i'm, I'm saying no I, that's, you know that's, I love that's, RGB. that's not necessarily a, a slap i'm saying that some it's a gaming pc <laughs> it want you it wants to be extra you know you want you want that that texture i will i will say though that like maybe you know, I see. Here's a picture of the top lid. Here's a picture. It's it's only missing one thing. Okay, the the there is no backlit logo on the lid of like a skull mm-hmm. spitting out a dragon, who that is in itself spitting out like a hex. It is very much a Chromebook. Like yeah, see that's I look at it and it just looks like a like a 
Sorry, Acer. It just looks like an Acer laptop. Yeah. See. <laughs> Like, Again, that's I'm 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 looking for, I'm looking for that extremely super aggro sort of like logo on it, like like a, like a, like on an energy drink. It's not sweet puppy unicorn kitten kisses. It's like no fire, awesome a volcano dragon spitfire doom punk skull. Um, speaking of punk skulls, another thing that Google did. It launched Google Play Games beta for PC users. So if you're on a Windows PC, you can, I guess, play Android games. If that's a thing that you want to do. Yeah. Yeah. I just realized, by the way, I'm not running Windows 11. So I wonder if this is going this is going to end up working. So I have the app open. I'm not downloading anything right now. uh, But I have to tell you that I do not play any of the games that they are offering. The only one that. I know of is Summoner's War, and that's because my husband plays it. Yeah. Um, but a lot of these games are not. Yeah. Like I like I I yeah no. I can see no. this is this is this is where Hungry Shark Evolution. Yeah. It's like uh, it's so like 50 game titles to start so it's not as though it's like an android compatibility layer for like windows or something like that so 50 some of these games, games by this... the way have 2.5 ratings sorry yeah. so, I just... so some some that could be like kind of shovelware but it's i i don't i don't know necessarily who this is for because like i, I do you, i can't i can't think of an android game like a phone game whose scope and sweep and majesty is such that you feel as though you're missing out by not playing it on your laptop. I mean, I, I'm sure that I'm sure there are some examples out there, but because this is not just universal compatibility, uh, Google play is going to have to make sure that they wine and dine and seduce the game developers to say, whatever it is, you have to tweak to this Android game. That is, that is super cutting edge and wonderful to get it on our platform. Please do so. And please forget about oh, no, stadia. That's uh that was one of those nutritional supplements. I think that uh, GNC starts selling it had nothing to do with us. No, we, we, we never have been into game streaming. That's why we're That's why we're asking you to please develop for us. Um, yeah, so I don't, I don't necessarily, I mean, well done. I'm, I'm glad that I'm, it's better than nothing. And it does have features where like, if you've got the same game, like on your phone as on your PC, yeah. it will sync your status, like the, your gameplay step between uh, yeah. multiple devices, which is nice. Yeah. But I'm, and you, I, I don't know of how games that are sort of tailored towards a, a phone screen will work on a windows laptop that doesn't have like a touch screen. And now you're do you now are using your keyboard and your mouse to, to game with it. Cause yeah, that's really true. Like asphalt legends. I, that's like the only thing in my library that it wants me to download, but I haven't tried yet. I was thinking maybe this would be like, if you are at work and you want to like run your summoners war game while your code is processing or whatever, you could do it through your computer instead of your phone. Um, but then I see games like Religion Inc. God Simulator. <laughs> Reveal miracles to the world. Make the believers fanatics or enlightened. <laughs> yeah, that's a that, that's what that's what that's what we need to get the create your own religion to have like a, a delusions a delusions of godliness. Oh, goodness. All right. Well, if you want to try that out, you can join the beta and uh, we will have the link up in the show notes. So uh, you are welcome to 
you're welcome to try it out. I think it's an open beta too, so it's not like you have to join a list or something like that. Yeah. 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 Go go get yourself a beta. Um very quickly, Fitbit had a couple of news kind of just going into the wearables of things. And now I have to remind myself that I need to pay attention to Fitbit. And I'm (laughs) I'm being honest because um now that it's Fitbit by Google and they're going to stay with the branding, I need to make sure that, you know falls within my periphery. They put out a blog post last week that was kind of a state of the nation sort of situation. And um, the blog post is, you know, usually your typical marketing speak, but also had some interesting details to kind of give us a look at what's coming up in the future. So as we know, Fitbit branding is staying. And I do think that's like the right thing for Google to do because why did you spend all that money and go through all that trouble? I, I, got, I got that impression at the at, uh, at the that recent event where it seemed as though they're mm-hmm. trying to. It's even even if we can wonder how much the hardware is being designed by Google Teams versus Google Teams infiltrated by Fitbit. It's like no, this is our when we when we have the word Fitbit so, uh, uh, on one of our Google products, it means that it's our uh, it's either a fitness watch or a fitness wearable or we're integrating fitness features into a Google branded thing. And so when we have like our own like branded workouts, it's going to be Fitbit branded, but it's available through Google TV. So that seems to make sense. It is, it is, it's also probably very smart to make a delineation between this is a Fitbit wearable versus this is a Google wear wearable. So if I, if, if initially I thought, well, obviously they're just going to use Fitbit as a flavor enhancer for Google Wear or Wear OS. Like, no, it's their, it's it's good that they have this delineation so that you know that they're still going to be making like $99 fitness trackers and less than that. Matter of fact, that's one of the things that the blog post specifically addressed mm-hmm. that one of the advantages is that we can put Google like artificial intelligence into even less expensive wearables. So we're not just going to try to sink you Ooh, for $250. That's what they're going to do. Yeah. That's what they're going to do with Fitbit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm smirking a little. <laughs> I'm smirking a little. Uh, so basically what you're saying is this is Apple Health for Android. Exactly. I and I know that there was some talk about the uh, enabling Chromecast devices to get workout videos from the Fitbit uh, ecosystem. I by the way wasn't aware that Fitbit even had a workout ecosystem until I reviewed the Pixel Watch. Um and I did note it's kind of seems kind of egregious that I can't like cast this to a Chromecast stream, uh, screen, but yes, it's coming. Lo and behold, they're also so this comes from a different source, but Fitbit is also reportedly working on a cellular wearable for kids after it canceled a camera smartwatch that was kind of akin to the one that Meta was working on. Um, Meta was working on this smartwatch that was supposed to be like a an accessory for the metaverse, of course. But the Fitbit one, I, who knows? I don't know. But they're thinking about it for kids. It was just, yeah. But that original, that that was such a crazy idea. Like whether Meta was was doing it or Fitbit was doing it. Like I still, there was also occasionally rumors that Apple was thinking about, well, what could we do with a camera inside inside an Apple Watch? That's right. Yeah, I have written about that before. Yeah. And, and, And unless the purpose of the camera is just to be another sensor, like I, you know, for to that, mm-hmm. to collect like motion data or or fitness data, what the hell do you want like a camera on a watch for? I, I actually have somewhere in the in the archives. I have like a 
Casio like camera watch before like camera phones were like a real thing. They made they took like a uh, they they took like a you know eighty pixel by fifty pixel like sensor and put it onto like a stainless steel watch and you could basically take a picture of yourself as like a really really tiny terrible blurry icon. Uh, and so and so as a as a thing where you can just like make sure sound like a big shot goes hey look I've got a you think it's a watch but it's also a camera that's pretty exciting isn't it hey look and look how well it stores phone number let's start with yours uh, it's. I, what what else do you do with it except for just demo it and hope that people are going to be impressed? I just went to go look up that wrist camera, by the way. That's going to be an eBay hole I'm going to go down. <laughs> um, I I think I could see it for kids, I guess. You know, if the kid wants to like, hey, mom, I'm safe and you don't want to give them a full-blown phone. Like that's sort of like what I'm thinking about. Um, this yeah. is not something that would be released for a couple of years. They're calling it... Business Insider reported that it's codenamed Project 11, which is supposed to be a Stranger Things reference, but I don't like that because (laughs) I just think we need to get over our obsession with child actors um, (laughs) because we're abusing children. Okay, I'm sorry. It's just yeah, it's, Aaron's it's, Carter. Aaron yeah, Carter's um, death it, really it got a, to me it last a, week. It was a bad week for yeah. Uh, yeah. Um. Anyway, but but sincerely, I, I. Anyway, the whole thing with Millie Bobby Brown. Uh, the report describes this wearable as being designed to help older kids form healthy relationships with their phones and social media, which makes me laugh every time I hear that <laughs> because there's no such thing as a healthy relationship with technology. <laughs> because the whole point of technology is to make us zombies and sell us things in. Yes. This world. Maybe, the, so, maybe they're referring to like, everyone. Uh, make, make, make cause like fiscal health for Google. <laughs> like we need, mm. we're not, we're not, we're not allowed to collect data from children if we call them Google users. But what if they're just like fitness wearable users? Can we collect data from that? Yeah. So here's the thing, right? This wearable is supposedly going to include GPS and cellular so parents can track their kids. I track my kid with a uh, GPS dongle that she wears on her person, but it's not a watch. And, um, you know, I could see I could see Google trying to like or Fitbit maybe try it through the Fitbit moniker because it would be a little more palatable to people. Because when you think about like Google (laughs) tracking your child. Yeah. Now my, my, my mother had to rely on a network of, of, of ladies from her church's parish. That was like, you know what you you, you knew that you were being watched by somebody and would get back. (laughs) I actually think, I actually think kids have it easier now. Because as as long as I can see your blue dot is still like moving, like I know you're okay and I'm not going to ask you what you're doing. Back in the day, you had to like, if you got caught and you were somewhere, you didn't tell them that you were going to be and then they found out. Mm. Again, the, the, there, you know, there, I, I was raised Catholic. There was, I was, I was raised with a certain fear of, uh, of, of mm-hmm. God, but you know what, what mm-hmm. I feared was like, as you say, like I'm supposed to be like doing an after school activity, but actually I'm hanging out behind the grocery store with some friends of mine, like chucking like glass bottles against a brick wall. And I think, oh my God, that car that just drove by, 
I think she's a lady that goes to my mom's oh church. Oh my god, the anxiety, the anxiety. <laughs> and then you you're running home to make sure you can confess to your mom that no, I, I was playing hooky from like the, oh, the activity Andy. because because <laughs> no, I'm saying they don't care. The church ladies, they don't care. Like they yeah. they would and and then cuz then you'd be in double trouble because not only were you doing something you're not supposed to do, but you'd caused your mom to suffer a, a, even a small amount of shame at mass the next week because like she had to be told by somebody else casually that oh i I saw i saw your son andy last weekend he was having a great time throwing beer bottles against the now as far as i know he wasn't drinking the beer he was definitely throwing the bottles though like i suppose you're too busy to keep an eye on like oh yeah and that's gonna be that's not gonna reflect well on the anatko name yeah yeah, and the, and and those are folks who love to just keep bringing it up and talking about it. Uh, we 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 so, would I would have saved my I would have saved my allowance money, my paper wrap money, and my cleaning out the cleaning out the 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 post office every Saturday money to buy my mom like a fitness tracker if that meant that if that meant that all I have to worry about is like forming forming a pool with my with my friends. Say, okay, Jimmy, like it's your job to take these five fitness trackers and like go to the school library and stay there until 420 or until like we come to come to pick you up while the rest of us are off being someplace else while we everyone while our parents think that their our trackers are in the right place i'm sorry um i, I want to no i wanted to just make one more point before we start wrapping up um which is that i also don't like the idea of a fitness brand making a wearable for children yeah Especially considering if you've been reading the the trash like I have been. Um, ugh, this is terrible. Okay, co- a content warning for anybody uh, talking about uh, uh, bodies. But <laughs> apparently Thin is back in, right? This is, again, not according to me and my friends. This is just... Uh, my TikTok algorithm has is reminding me that this is the awful stuff happening in the fashion world. Let's just say that's how I mm. know this. Um, and so I think about that and stuff like like this, and I think about how you know it could be used by a an awful parent to continue this lifestyle and continue this cycle of self abuse and things like you know those those are yeah. the things that go through my mind like i do not want my child to track their weight i don't want to talk about it it's not important are they healthy are they breathing is their heart beating like right so that's that's where my feeling is on this it's a it is a really complicated issue because on, on top of everything on top of everything else th- some kids are in households where their safety from their parents relies on them maintaining certain secrets and mm-hmm. for them to, for their little blue dot to show up in a place where the parent doesn't think it should be. And for all they know, for all, for all they actually know that the, the kid being 10 years old or 12 years old, just uh, got on board the wrong bus, wound up in the wrong place, had to wait for the next bus to go take them back. But unfortunately they did the Google map search and said, Oh, well that's right near one of these places. And are you one of those people? And no possible explanation is going to spare mm. them from a, a, see, yeah. a, a terrible incident. And mm-hmm. this is the, this is this. These are the sort of topics that we've had. Uh, we've been considering uh, for for years and years and years. Where this is this is why like it's important for it's important f- 
for kids to be able to find their own safe spaces online where they can maintain their own privacy, even from their parents. And so that would include maintaining their privacy of identity from the service that is running this, running this bulletin board or running this Weibo or running this whatever. Because if people find, if, if their parents found out that they were speaking frankly, truthfully, and honestly with people that they trust that are within their peer group about something that the parent doesn't approve of, that's not just, again, the church lady tattling on you and me making mm-hmm. a joke about that kind of a thing. That is risk to health. And it's, it's a very, very complicated thing. And I don't know how uh, – it's on, on the one hand, I think that – I mean Google has, Google has had to deal with bad PR in the past about collecting, yes. <laughs> collect, collecting information. They're, they're, I mean, legally, they're not supposed to collect information from people less than 12, uh, 12 years old and, and younger – uh, and right. for one reason or another, either for one one time or another, other one reason or another, they wound up doing just that thing, usually because of a lack of policing or they weren't being as active in, in policing things as they should have. But on the other hand, if I've just if I've decided that such a thing is a good idea for myself and my kid, I would much rather be a company like Apple or Google than a startup that's decided that's that's come up with this that has started up with immensely uh-huh. good credentials and immensely good policies but as soon as they're bought out suddenly they have a data trove of of information about kids that's not going to be sold everywhere legally or non so i don't know i'm i i am i am glad to see that fitbit is not uh, hasn't just been absorbed into a unit of Wear OS, building another, adding their expertise to a line of two hundred fifty dollars to five hundred dollars watches that are not quite yeah. as good as the Apple Watch. I'm glad that they continue to be funding again sixty dollars, seventy dollars, hundred dollars fitness bands and new devices that uh, could be extending the benefits of fitness and tracking to places where it can actually help out. So. But we'll have to find out. They said they said 2024 at the earliest. So all these things are in, are, are very very much in motion. Uh, it was just interesting because this was this this wasn't an announcement. This wasn't a blog post. Like the it's sort of like the opposite of uh, what we let off with. Like again, a blog, a very very well manicured blog post on the fitness on the Fitbit blog about oh we're we are so much happier as a unit of Google and we can do so much more and. Boy, are we happy that we're not working for Facebook or Twitter right now? We're gonna, we're they're 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 processing our checks and they're still we still it can just park looks like our, a WordPress blog, honestly. Yeah, I mean, it's, <laughs> this it's, old, this blog does. You'll see the link in the but in the um, notes, it's, but it's, yes, it's it's not, it's not great. Uh, but yeah, so I'm I'm glad to see them still at least apparently having the ability to go their own way. This I'm sorry, this this report was a, a, a an internal report that Business Insider got a hold of, so it wasn't something that was intended for release. Um, so that's why we have to put the codicil that hey, this is the the report suggests 2024 at the earliest, and that everything could change between now and then. But it's interesting that they're considering working on stuff like this. Yep. Uh, well, it was. It was a good, it was a good conversation, Andy. We did it. We that got through some really, night. yeah. It was good. It was good. I I needed this. Thank you. I needed some adult conversation that was not about uh, my child's health chart. Uh, yep. <laughs> so. I mean, I'm I'm glad I'm I'm glad things out things turned out as well as you could exp- you could have hoped them to turn up. Uh, but it's like, oh God, that, that, that takes nine minutes off your life having to take your kid realize that, okay, it's time to take the kid to the emergency room and yeah. hope for the best. 
Yeah. But sincerely, if anybody out there is like going through the stuff with their kid, like feel free to come join my discord. Talk to me about it. That's kind of like a new place where I'm finding some solace from all the madness that's happening on Twitter right now. Um, You may have noticed that a lot more people are silent on Twitter (laughs) as we're all kind of waiting to see if if the ship truly is going down. Uh. (laughs) I know Um, I'm I'm staying on, but I'm also going to be gradually moving more like stuff to discord because it's such a much safer space than anything in the public (laughs) social tome. Um, Andy, uh, what are you up to this week? Well, so tomorrow I'm on uh, NPR in Boston at uh, 1230. Go to WGBHnews.org to stream it live or later. Or you can also go to YouTube, uh, WGBH News channel to also stream it by video live or later. And that's that's one of the reasons why, like, I start I started off today with by blocking out like the day that okay I got to write tomorrow's show for NPR, I got to write tonight's show for uh for for the podcast, and I bet that I can be done with the first one by four or five. I'll take some time off and then, but so even just breaking down the Twitter story, every single angle to it that I wanted to I'm at so least sorry, you have put to. in the dark, but but and also like. During the two hours in which I was like just doing nothing but trying to write up like from my notes and just simply going back into researching. Oh, uh, so it turns out that the New York Times has found out that Elon that Twitter has just filed with the securities for the Treasury Department about how it wants to become like a a a a bank or a transactor of funds like. Okay, so now we've got to add some more of this, and like, oh, and now I've got email back from someone who used to work for Twitter. With okay, so now I got to add that. It's a it's a moving target, and I I feel as though I can talk about this adequately in less than ten minutes of a of a thirty minute segment. I'm I'm absolutely okay. confident. At this point, um, well, if you don't hear much from us on Twitter, understand that this is why. But you can still tweet us at Material Podcast. I'm also at Oh That Flow. Andy is at Anotco. And even if even if I do ditch Twitter, I will still be at Anotco on 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 Instagram. So you'll still yeah still get and actually go pointless information from yeah. me on social media. That is I the Anotco promise. To- well, I just wanted to give everybody a tip to go follow you on Instagram because you do have lovely photos. Oh, thank you. Um, yes. So Andy is very good at framing. <laughs> so, so I was like, um, I'm being silly. If you would like to support our show, you can go to relay.fm slash material to find uh, past episodes, to find links to where you can find us online. And you can also find a link to figure out how to become a member of this podcast network. Becoming a member supports us and all the other wonderful podcasts here and helps inspire us to make bonus episodes, <laughs> which we are always inspired to do. Um, but <laughs> subscriptions <laughs> inspire us more. <laughs> Um, thank you to everybody for tuning in this week. Sincerely, it was great to talk about Google with you all. It was great to be here with Andy. And we want to extend a big thank you. I'm happy to be back too. And I want to extend a, also a big thank you to Jim for editing Yay. our podcast thank you, and Jim. making us sound great every week. All right, everybody. Until next week, Andy, I think this is where we say goodbye. Indeed it is. Have a happy. <laughs>